You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of That's Awesome. I am your host, Joe. I'm here with Josh. This is episode 12. Um, we took a week off last week while I was on vacation. Um, this is the first time Josh and I have spoken since. How was your, like, two weeks, I guess? Pretty good. Nothing <laughs> very... <laughs> Nothing new? No. Just really living that quarantine life right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we went away um, camping for my girlfriend's birthday in the middle of nowhere in the desert with uh, Dan, his girlfriend, Sarah, and our friend Donovan, who's silently sitting behind me on a couch right now. Guest number one on the pod. <laughs> um, but it was great. We It was nice to... Uh, honestly... It, what I enjoyed about it the most was the silence. It's just different. I forgot what quiet sounds like, you know? Um, so that was great. And then we car camped on the beach up in Morro Bay in the trunk of my Subaru Outback. I took some <laughs> sick action shots of us, like, off-roading in it. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, and then we, the last day, uh, we were up there. We spent with close friend of mine, Randy, who um, plays in the band Finch, and his girlfriend, Meg, we met at, like, a natural hot spring spa place and just kind of, like, chilled in these, like, private hot tubs. It was great. It was a really, really great week um, to just get away and be alone and peaceful and not have... For some reason, dude, my neighborhood in L.A. is just people lighting off fireworks 24-7. So it's just yeah, like I got that here too, dude. My really? dog goes crazy every night. Dude, yeah. someone's dog like died around the corner because it had a heart attack from the fireworks. Like it's it's so bad here, dude, that it's an issue. It's like in the papers and stuff and they're like they got to catch this fucking asshole that's just going around this neighborhood lighting off like these insanely loud fireworks that set off every car alarm on the block. Like it's an, it's so annoying. It it's ridiculous. But whatever. Um yeah, so 
aside from that stuff, we're, we're getting back into the grind of things. We do have, uh, I know I've been teasing kind of an announcement with the podcast for a couple weeks. We're getting closer and closer to that. I'm really excited about it. We have some other things that we've kind of been planning to. Josh and I have been bouncing back uh, and forth ideas around like giveaways and stuff like that. I think Josh posted something on our socials, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to, uh, I think, what was it? It was like a chat app kind of thing that we're thinking about setting up. That would be a subscription based thing. So please let us know if you're into that stuff. Send us messages on Instagram. Get in touch with us however you can. Let us know. We want to hear from you with all of that stuff. Again, also, thank you for everyone who's donated to the podcast. Uh, I said it. Two weeks ago, I'm going to say it again now, uh, we're at a weird point in time during this whole quarantine thing for um, musicians such as myself or people that are self-employed because it looks like unemployment, that whole thing is kind of taking a backseat and going away, and there's no real opportunity for us to go play shows. So it's getting a little hairy. Um, we're still floating. We're doing a good job. Every one of my friends, like we're we're working hard, making stuff happen, and I, I I love all the like unique ways bands have come up with to help out their crew and and all that stuff and uh, it's just been a, a semi stressful but really rewarding experience but I'm getting somewhat nervous about the next few months but for those of you that would like to help out the pod and the guests on the pod you can do so by donating to uh, a link it's paypal.me/that'sawesomepod and again, thank you for everyone that's done that so far. And if you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe. If you haven't reviewed it yet, review. Um, I'm asking a lot of people right now. <laughs> but it's all good. Um, all right. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. This week's episode. I think this is one that people will be excited about. Um, I had a great time with this. I, I got to sit down with a friend of mine who... I've been friends with for a very long time and who I actually replaced in the band Ice Nine Kills, uh, Justin Morrow, who is now the bass player for Motionless and White. Uh, so we got to catch up. It's It's been a little bit since we talked. Uh, it, it's probably been like three or four months. So it was nice to, to catch up. But I don't think a lot of people know about what our relationship was even before, you know, Ice Nine. And I've known I've known Morrow for over 10 years. And we've been like friends for that long. So I hope it's entertaining. I think sometimes I get nervous that these ones where it's people that I'm close with, we just talk about what we want to talk about and no one really cares. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it was pretty fun. We ultimately decided that we're going to create a, f a feud with each other publicly. So pick sides now. Um, <laughs> Josh, anything you want to add here or should we just hand it right over? Just go for it. All right, let's do it. Thanks again, everyone. Uh, we'll send it over to Rose. If I can't let you go, will darkness divide? For the fiction of love is the truth of our lies. We were playing for keeps, but we both knew the cost. Now the only way out in your heart-shaped box.
how have you been? Uh, good. Um, fucking bored. Florida? Pretty bored. Yeah, Florida. Uh, it's hot as fuck. Is um, it, like, scary? Um, no, no. I mean, I know Florida's, like, the fucking epicenter of COVID now, but, uh, yeah. It's okay. I mean, I don't really go anywhere for the most part. Um, people are finally, like in the last month, actually wearing masks. Like up until like a month ago, like half the people I'd see weren't wearing masks. So it, it's kind of LA. It's kind of like, like thing. It's awful. Yeah, it's it's like it feels like it's like the wild west down here in terms of the, the COVID shit. But uh, it's good. I just me and my fiance just bought a bought a condo. Nice. So. So that's been taking up a lot of my time Congrats, the past dude. few weeks. That rules. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it's a uh, a lot of adult responsibility. I know it's not comfortable. Like I I've no. been realizing more and more, and I think it's just that um, I'm locked inside all the time now that I'm in my 30s, and I'm supposed to be like yeah. doing real things and talking about mortgages and retirement funds. Yeah. Yeah, but that's just not – trust me. The mortgage stuff is not fun. Oh, wanna... dude, I know. <laughs> it's the worst. Dude. Yeah. So um, so listen, dude. Are we supposed to like I, – I, I wanted – I'm really pumped that you're on because obviously this is like clickbait for people. Sure. You know? Um, yeah. Are we supposed to like – I've been toying around with just starting fake shit with you for so long on the internet. <laughs> Of course you have. Yeah, I mean that's not and a you surprise would do it, to you. You would do it and not and not tell me, so then I right. would think it was real. Right. Yeah. Right. Perfect. But now I did, so I almost ruined it. But yeah, um, I, I may still end up doing that anyway. I would love to just have <laughs> um, beef with someone that's like, but you got to play along. Like maybe everyone that will hear this will be in on the joke. <laughs> but I'd okay. love to get like I'd love to get like um who's that dude that does those um. Fuck. You remember that guy that does like all the scene stuff on YouTube and he's got a podcast, I think. I, I don't remember his name. It's like. You, oh, the sweet scene daddy? Yes. Is? Yeah. <laughs> is that what it is? Something like well, that. Well, the, the guy where uh, they do the award thing every year. Oh, my God. All, That's all not what I was thinking of. That's that not was, what you're thinking of? That was the best thing ever because um, I hope they hear this. It's just so embarrassing for them, I think. But um, <laughs> having Ricky. Win best guitarist in front of a photo of JD. Is, Wait, dude, did you not see that? I saw that Ricky won that. I didn't see dude, the JD dude, thing. There, the initial post that was like, "Here are the nominees for best guitarist." The picture yeah. was JD in the background, <laughs> and he wasn't even listed on on the on the names. It's incredible. <laughs> I I did not see that. That guy. Uh, he messaged me and he wanted to send me. Um, like a physical trophy. Oh, really? And I almost, I didn't respond, but I almost did because I kind of wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, did, I didn't want to, I didn't want to give him my address. So I'm going to uh, message him and ask him if I can have it. If you can have my trophy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that's great. So that, uh, that could be the start of the beef. You stole my fucking trophy. That's what it should be. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, maybe we can get them to like fuel this and be like, I, Dude, you know what I'll do? I'll message him and be like, that's fucking bullshit. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> such a better bass player than Moro. Like, <laughs> this is such a pe- this is such bullshit. It's rigged. You, I demand the trophy. And then... Were you, uh, did they, were you one of the nominees for that? 
I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, probably not, because why I'm, would you be? You right, know, it's yeah. fuck you. But. Yeah, I know, really. <laughs> it's funny. I, th- I don't think a lot of people know, like, the history between even, you know, my history with, the, with Ice Nine before Ice Nine and even our history way before that, you know? Yeah. Because we've known mm-hmm. each other. A long time. 11 years now, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Because, yeah, because I joined Ice Nine in 2009 and i'm sure i met you shortly after no dude that. we were we played shows together before that oh yeah that's right so more than 11 years then it was like well i joined right. tvf early 2009 so it, oh, okay. it was that time but i remember you guys like we signed i think to that shitty label with that shitty dude at like the i think at the same time uh roughly within like a few months of yeah. each other yeah yeah that's right i forgot about that that we that remember tomorrow did the show oh yeah because then there was the whole uh shitting on top of the van incident oh in Rochester. my god yeah that's a good story um <laughs> let's go back to the, all that stuff though because uh, i i think people will find it interesting like yeah so you were in a band with jd um Connor, Dave, yeah. Dave, and Shane, and then uh, Shane. Yeah, yeah. That, that's I believe that was the lineup when we met you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it, and we played that show with you guys in Rochester. I yeah. think it was like your final show. Actually, dude, before that, you played a show with us in Mass. Yeah, it's probably one of the the rage fests. Right, and you stayed at Bandhouse after. Do you remember that? No. Okay, so I have a great story for you then. Okay. Um, so we at Band Bandhouse was like our Venetia Fairs, my old band's house that we had. Yeah. In Woburn, Mass. And it was mm-hmm. it was like a big ass house. It was sick. So we'd always have bands stay there. Like the Memphis guys stayed there a bunch. Number twelve, you guys, like everyone. Um, mm-hmm. When you stayed there. I we had a couch in the kitchen for some reason. Okay. Um Oh, I I do know the reason why cuz one night out of nowhere we just smashed every chair in the kitchen for fun. So we had a cou- <laughs> we had a couch in the kitchen instead. Okay. And I was sleeping on that couch for some reason cuz I think we had all gotten like pretty fucked up that night. Prob that's probably why I don't remember yeah. any of this. Yeah. And I woke up to Dave Remember Tamara Singer, who was also in Ice Nine for a brief moment. Uh, yeah. Um, woke up to him unzipping his pants to pee down the flight of stairs into the basement. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, no, dude, dude, that's not the bathroom. And he's like, oh, so I had to like walk him into the bathroom. Oh, my God. Dude, yeah. Dave. What a guy. Yeah, it's the best. And then we next time we went to Rochester, he bought us a shitload of pizza. You know, he's a he's a I'm pretty sure he's a lawyer now. What? I know he always talked about like he's like when I'm done with this music stuff, I'm gonna go to law school and I haven't talked to him in a, in God years, but from what I understand, he is actually a lawyer. Now wow. he's married with a he married with a kid. I always just picture him like his full job would just be wearing like scarves. <laughs> <laughs> professional scarf wearer. <laughs> you seem like that kind of dude who's just wearing scarves a lot. No, I definitely, definitely get that vibe. I could <laughs> see that. I 
whenever I think of him, all I see is he used to ride this shitty exercise bike from like the eighties or early nineties. Like so he'd be the fan and he so he'd be on that. He'd have a, a headband, like a sweatband on, with his flip phone tucked into it so he could be on the phone. Oh my god. And then and then with uh uh, a Mountain Dew and vodka in his other hand, <laughs> and he would just sit. He would just do that for like hours. And so it'd just be doing... like a leisure activity for him. Would just be well, like sitting there, and that was his workout, I guess. But he's just slamming uh, vodka Dew. and Mountain Dew the whole time, doing his business calls with his Samsung flip phone. That rules. So, so that's the only. And he had on like seventies, like te- teeny shorts. Yeah, like very so tube socks. <laughs> was he wearing a scarf? Whole... He he may have had some sort of uh, some. Imagine if he like uh, you know be. I don't want. There's a sash. He wore a sash. Yeah, it was like a prom queen. He's got a nice sash, and it gets stuck in the fan, and that's how he he died, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I forgot to tell you, he's dead. Yeah, he got Um, he he was choked to death by his own sash slash scarf and exercise machine. He was drunk working out on an exercise bike and. You know, shit happens. Like, don't yeah, work out and drink. You know. He uh he practices law in the afterlife now. So. <laughs> well, there we go. So that's that era. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you guys, you joined Ice Nine all at the same time, and this is where like I w- I was really looking forward to talking to you about like I first off I'll just say like when I joined Ice Nine. It sucks that I joined Ice Nine and you weren't there. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> I fucking have always had a good time hanging out with you. Yeah. And, like, when Ice Nine ca- always came through, I felt like we were just hanging out a lot, you know? Yeah, um, I agree. So it blows that, like, because I've always enjoyed hanging out with you. So I'm hoping at one point in the future we'll be able to, like, tour together or something and do some fun stuff. But... I'm not lo- going to happen. I know. Probably not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's a very strong possibility it would never happen. Well, you know what? If you hadn't taken my damn job. Right. Maybe we and your base. Oh, yeah. that's <laughs> a, Well, you got the shitty ones. Yeah, though. I did. <laughs> I got new ones now, though. When I joined Ice I, know. I didn't even own a base. So there you go. Well, you're, you were never – never bass play like you didn't ever really play bass until this right well so i started i took bass lessons in sixth grade or maybe fifth grade and then like within a few months switched to guitar you know? yeah so i played guitar in bands before but mostly you know you knew me from venetia Bay, which is me just playing piano and stuff yeah um so very different thing for me it was it the whole thing was very different because i came from a band that was like we don't give a fuck about anything I don't care what the public perception of us is. Like we're kind yeah. of offensive and loud and obnoxious. And like, you know, half the shows we'd end up like in our underwear playing because we were playing such like shitty, no AC venues and stuff. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. going from that to like getting handed fake leather pants, a black trench coat and having someone spend an hour putting makeup on my face every night. Um, it was a, a uh, a lot of culture shock. It's like the polar yeah, opposite. I, I can imagine. I dude, I've I've literally laughed to myself thinking about what you're describing in, as it pertains to you. So <laughs> like he, I'm just thinking like God, him sitting there like getting his makeup done, like having to do this whole thing. He's got to be just like 
so miserable or just laughing at himself <laughs> the know, whole time. I, I make every like Chevy does our makeup and everything. And yeah, I, I make I, it can't be easy for her when she's Dude, doing my I, makeup because I I complain the whole time. Yeah. And I, I will say it's so much harder to put it on a, another person oh, than I yourself. It. Well, you guys, you guys need to step up and learn how to do it yourselves. Dude, not I that I want to not, not do that. <laughs> Do I won't do it first. When you first joined, you started, I was like texting you like, well, you need this, this, and this. And you were like, fuck, I can't do, this. do you remember that? <laughs> I sent you like a huge, like instruction list yeah. of like, products and steps. I'm like, it'll be really easy. And then next no. thing I know you have her doing it for well, you. Well, dude, I like, <laughs> I, I don't think I would have done it if I, not that I like, it's not that I'm even against doing it or anything well it's, it's hard it's, it's just it's that it's just like it's, just it's uncomfortable for me to just have it on my face because it i can feel it that's all it really is it's just like yeah i'm being a prima donna about it that's really yeah the only thing but the i i think the one thing i would do or i'm thinking about it now like i wish that i actually did know how to do it myself because then i wouldn't have to sit get my makeup done and then sit there for two hours waiting for everyone else to get their makeup done before we play right well or you could just go last well i can't though okay <laughs> um okay. <laughs> because spencer has to go last okay because he's got like all the press stuff beforehand and shit and sure. mine, mine takes the longest because i have to cover my whole face with shit yeah i feel like i mean i from the photos I've seen, it seems like the other guys, it's like pretty minimal. Dude. It's not like too crazy, but you are the full, the full I know, face, man. So. I've always complained, like whining and, and it's a joke, but I'm like, everyone else still looks like a human being. Yeah. Right? Like everyone else can, can after the show, take off their makeup, go outside and people would be like, oh, that's so-and-so from Ice Nine. I just saw them play. I can okay. go out after taking off my makeup and not a single person knows who I am. It's actually kind of sick. Well, like, you should be, you should be used to nobody knowing who you right. are. So <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> no, you know, also I thought I laughed at myself. I'm like, so they take the one guy in the band with darker skin and put white face. on. I know. <laughs> and not only, not just once, twice, like with the crow yeah. and with Edward says, like when I heard oh, that, yeah, I forgot that, about the scissor hands. Yeah, one. dude. I, just, <laughs> I was like, Oh, this is sick. I get to be Edward scissor hands instead of looking like a juggalo the whole time. And then the next <laughs> thing I know I'm getting my face painted white again. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Dude, I've had people at shows come up and be like, oh, it's so sick that, like, you know, you guys support, like, the Juggalo movement, too. And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking mm -hmm. about? And I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Well, I – my Warped Tour 2018, when I was still in Einstein, that was the first tour I did makeup. And it was really bad. And it was – it was very somewhat in the – That was the first of, like, tour the you guys did thing. that? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I thought it was early. Yeah. No. Uh, well, at least for me, wearing the makeup, that was the first tour. But, dude, like every day, people would think I was in Twisted. Oh, that's incredible. Because Twisted was on Warp Tour as well. Yeah. And they, I, it just happened that it seemed like we were always like played either before or after How each other. How awesome so are those would, dudes? 
dude, they're they're, they're like great. the nicest fucking people yeah, ever. They're yeah. super nice, but like every day, somebody be like, dude, twisted is so good. You you killed it up there. Like <laughs> I'm not. As I'm standing there, like I'm about to go on stage to play, I'm like, uh, I'm not actually in twisted. Dude, Sorry, but that whole summer because I came out and saw you guys on that tour and hung out for a bit and like yeah i could not believe that jd was wearing that fucking rubber head i know like in like a full long sleeve suit and shit like playing those shows in like 100 degrees i i I, I can't believe he did that and it was like his idea like he volunteered himself to do that and it's so because every day You'd see him right before he puts it on. He's like covering the inside in baby powder. Yeah, yeah. Just slip it on. And then the weirdest thing about that thing, so it's like the head with the face opening, you put the mask on, but it like, it had boobs. Yeah, it came down. It had like actual nipples. Did it really? It. I don't think I saw that. Yeah, it had, it like went low enough to be where nipples would be. And I'm almost positive it had actual nipples on it. And it was really unsettling. I did not know why they felt the need to do that. That's amazing. <laughs> he should have just played without a shirt on, so it just, like, was hanging over. Just the fake, the fake nipples were so out. So good. So good. <laughs> yeah, that was, because that that year, I played, like, the first song with, like, a shitty plastic mask on. And even yeah. that, I was like, yeah. I was like, I can't, I can't keep this on for more than a song or I'm going to die. Right. So I don't know how he did it with, like, such a big, like, Dude, he looks basically just a condom too. on his head. He looked so scary. Like, he played yeah. that character well because he would come out oh, just like... Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he did the whole thing. Like, the really, like, weird, jerky, like, movements yeah. he'd do. And then we'd eventually we started, like, chasing Pat around. Like, yeah. me and JD. Would, that was always fun. Well, I remember, like, Dude, that was the first... so... Go the, ahead, Josh. I, I watch... Because I play drums, so I watch Patrick's drum cams. And there's the one where uh, you're you're, like... You come up and punch his cymbal and oh, it yeah. falls over. And then oh, yeah. the, the drum tech dude comes out to fix it and you chase him off the stage. It's <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing, dude. That's so good. Yeah, I because I used to I got into a habit of like in one part of the song every day I would hit his cymbal and it was like I would usually like actually really hit it because I would just be like into it and that one day it just I turn around and the whole thing just collapsed. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I did weird shit all the time. I used to choke Derek. I'd like pull Derek on stage and choke him out oh, that's in the middle great. of the stage. That must have felt good I being cho- able to choke out that dude. dude. I know. <laughs> I, uh, I, th- I literally I love chokes, Derek. But, chokes. Yeah. Do, do you know uh, who was it? I choke slammed uh, somebody from Sharp Tooth once, like literally choke slammed. It was really? the singer, Lauren. Yeah, I know. I Lauren. brought her on stage and she had like. She put like fake blood in her mouth, I think. So I hit her, and she just like threw up oh, fake that's blood, great. and like choke slammed her. That's great. So that shit was that shit was fun. She rules. She's so fun. She's she, yeah. She's a cool. She chick. just moved up to uh, Boston, right as I moved away. <sighs> Did she? So you are you you're living in LA now? Yeah, yeah. Me and Dan uh, moved to LA and have been. Spencer like, talked just... you into coming out there, dude. Honestly, he he was like a a part of it, like trying to yeah. get me to come out but it's really just that i've been like doing so much writing for people that like it just made mm-hmm. more sense to come out here and be able to do it like physically with other people instead of through skype and shit you know sure so sure. yeah but it's great i mean i miss home but like la's i i can't really tell how it is living here <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. 
you know? Yeah, I don't I don't think I could ever live there. It's like a place that I'd be fine to go for like a few days and then it's like I gotta get out of here. I, I will not so, be here for long. I can tell you that. Yeah. Like it's a place that I wanna grow and like pursue something and then once I get to that point where I can leave, yeah. that's what I'll probably mm-hmm. do. Because it's not Word. my favorite place. Um Yeah. Yeah. So dude, how is uh let's talk about motionless. Okay. Because I honestly am not super in tune. The Here's my experience with Motionless, okay? Mm-hmm. I worked at that club Rocco's in New Hampshire from like 2005 to 2009. Okay. And I was the sound guy. And before I even think Ice Nine played there, there was no stage. It was just a floor with like two shitty speakers. And we had mm-hmm. Motionless play, I want to say, 08? Maybe okay. Maybe earlier to okay. maybe so like, maybe fifteen like, people. Real, yeah, that was like when they probably first started touring. Yeah, it was like I mean, I mean, they didn't even have their first full length out yet at that point. I don't, okay. I don't even know. I knew, I knew the name, and they had the keyboard player at the time. And the only thing yeah. I can really remember from that show because I was doing sound is that the show didn't do that well. Yeah, and the keyboardist had the same one of the same keyboards that I did, but he had written like mosh on the bottom of it or something in tape oh my and kept God. lifting up the keyboard <laughs> to the 15 people that were there which i get like i was doing that stupid shit too because like, i forgot we that that was a thing stuff. like putting the tape on the yeah the shit and yeah. i like on the cabs and yep. shit. i forgot about yep. that yep anyways continue well continue. that's that's like and then a year later we were following warped yeah uh in 09 and they were on, and, and sometimes I walked by them when they were playing. <laughs> That's so you're pretty, you're pretty informed. Yeah, I really don't know. I mean, I've talked to Chris a handful of times just in passing. Um, yeah. And, like, everyone in the band has always – I mean, you guys have a reputation of being, like, the best people, like, in the scene. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've always – known and like been friendly with everyone i don't think anyone would even recognize me from your group because they're so like quick interactions yeah um, mm-hmm. but you definitely have like this reputation of being like the nice dudes <laughs> oh well that's nice <laughs> just cool um so uh, i don't really even know how you ended up starting with them um well so obviously when i was during my time with einstein i think we did two or three motionless tours. So that's like how we became friends with them. And I think um, I saw you on tour with them with every time I die. And yeah. Uh, who the hell else was on that? It was a good tour. That tour was great. Uh, I don't remember who the opening band was. I I can't remember. Um, it might've been, I don't remember. I'm going to find out. You're going to find out? Yep. Okay. Um, Chelsea. Oh. So, yeah. It wasn't Chelsea Grin, was it? Because that's <laughs> what it's saying on, on this. But I don't remember it them being been... there. Because I know there was. I'm trying to remember if it was this tour, because one of the tours, it had to have been. But then something happened where. The band, one of the bands had to leave the tour. Was oh, it? yes. Here's what like it was. Like Mazda Flames. Was. Here's what it was. We were originally supposed to open the tour. 
And Got Chelsea it. Grin was was playing second out of four, and then something happened, and they dropped off the tour, and then like Moss came on, and then they were the openers, Got and it. we were. So, anyways, uh, so that's how I knew them, and then you know they had their whole thing with with Ghost, their last bass player, so he was gone, and they had a fill in on Warped Tour, who oddly enough was their original bass player. Oh, that's who, cool. He he left the band in like 2010 to join Escape the Fate. Oh, and then and then he came back to fill in for Warp Tour, and I think he had other thing, other Escape the Fate related commitments after that. And I knew they had they needed somebody to fill in, so I just said I would do it. Uh, so I think the first thing I did with them, I did two Halloween shows with them, and then like a Christmas show, and then Shiprocked, and oh. then. Tell me about Shiprocked. Uh, dude, Shiprocked was... Because that was one of the last things we just did. Dude, it was a shit show. Yeah. It, it was... I. <laughs> it's so bad. I lost so much money gambling. <laughs> dude, because I was I so... I stayed away from the tables. Like, Because like, I, I play a lot of poker. Mm-hmm. And there's like literally nothing else to do but drink and sit in the casino chain smoke and they had like this digital poker table that i thought was really cool i think i think in however many days we were there i ended up losing like eight hundred dollars wow yeah did you have and fun then I spent, oh yeah it was fun um it was definitely fun i go back I and based, forth on whether it was fun or not i i mean looking back on it it it, it was cool i'm glad like to have done it at least once just because yeah, it was an interesting was experience. Cool. Um, I will say, because we got, what is it? It's like four or five days, I think. It was five days for us, I think. Five. Six, yes. six days, five nights. Yeah, because I know we played the very first night and then we didn't play again until the last night. Oh, so you just so we had, had like plenty of time. To yeah, do that. and I remember the first set we did was was really fucking weird, like not very cool. Were you outside or inside? The first the first set was inside, so and weird, it was just right? it was not cool. And then the the last night we played outside, and that was cool. That was fun. Um, but yeah, it it was a cool experience. I I, I would maybe do it again. Yeah. So uh, my whole thing was like, I get stir crazy like being trapped somewhere like that. Yeah, I I was walking like close to 10 miles a day because I was just Just doing up and down the ship. Dude, I was just doing laps because I'd be bored. Yeah, like sit in the hot tub in the back where no one was for like an hour and then Mm -hmm. do laps. And I was always up before anyone. I'm an early riser. So I'd be like Mm -hmm. on the boat doing laps at like 630 in the morning watching people like go to bed, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I had a few moments where I was like, like. I had to stop myself from going down that rabbit hole of like, I'm stuck on a boat yeah. right now. Like yeah. I had to like talk myself out of it or just start drinking until I forgot. Um, well, I found a the, group of people that were in this, that felt the same as me. So it yeah, turned into like a positive experience. I, th- I think my two biggest takeaways are, it was interesting how for the most part, there was no real like separation between the artists and the people that were just there. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally it was fine. Like, cause they, I feel like it's an older crowd and they're just a little bit, you know, yeah, everyone was more, more, respectful. more cool, more cool about that. I know like Chris had a hard time sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but like someone like me, like nobody cared. Um, right. The other thing was I got a very like 
like dorm, like college dorm oh, yeah. vibe. Like just like everybody like decorated their room doors. Like it looked like I, didn't I was know that was all like part of a contest and shit until after. Uh, is it? Yeah, oh, yeah. There's like oh. I, I was seeing after like on their Instagram, it was like best door decoration. Oh, thing, well, that like, makes it less. That makes it less cool to me then. Yeah, and and apparently there were like theme nights where it was like gold was one night, and then there was like. So every I remember oh, walking around. That might have been new. That might have been new because in my when I went, like they didn't change. Like it's like people decorated them the first day. Oh no no then... no! The doors didn't change. I'm I'm saying like outfits. Oh that yeah that's a thing yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool. I met a lot of people. It seems like that's a thing that like I feel like seventy percent of the people that were there go like every year. Like that's oh, their yeah, vacation dude. every year. Yeah. There was there was one guy who just was like I saw him almost every night who just was like being showered in this VIP stuff. I'm like, what is this guy's deal? He's done it like literally. I think I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. I know like that an person. old, I'm trying to remember his face. I can't remember. Just like an average looking yeah. older guy, I guess. There was a few guess, people but... that had been on every one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> side note. I just, I really can just convince myself there was a dead body on your couch. The way that like, <laughs> the, I, it just kind of looked like somebody's back and head. <laughs> For a yeah, second. it kind of does. <laughs> it's like is somebody sleeping on his couch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. We're well, we're in like spooky bands. Whoa. Yeah, we have to do that stuff. We always <laughs> we, have, you have to. You have to kill. Yeah, that's that's why I don't do video because I don't want people to see how like my studio looks like. While it was definitely decorated by my girlfriend, and there's nothing well, spooky I, I, in it. <laughs> so so anyway. You filled in and you did ship rock and then yeah, and then after that, um, kind of was just in limbo for a minute. Um, and they 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 asked me if I wanted to make it a permanent thing, and I kind of went back and forth. Like I was pretty torn about it. Um, yeah, I remember you talking to me about it a little bit because I just you know I part of me was like kind of feeling like I needed to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like after being in ice nine for 10 years, like, you know, it's a very like, like personal thing to me. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not like just some random band that I was in for however long, like, and because like, you know, the whole history of the band, like how hard it was for us. Yeah. To, I mean, to, you like, did all the hard work and then I just yeah. got to like step in. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, so I was like, you know, what do I, what do I do here? Um, ultimately, you know, I decided to make the change and, um, and I did, it just, it just felt like if there was ever a time to do it, it was, it was then, mm-hmm. you know, because I can't think of a more outside of ice nine, like motionless is like the band that makes the most sense for someone like me. Yeah. I think I, Cause I'm so true. just into that. Oh, like the over dramatics and like, right. And you like, you, stuff. you kind of started the makeup thing for ice nine. I feel like. Yeah. I think I was the first one to do it. Yeah. Um, cause I remember I thought, watching you put it on and being like, what the fuck is going on in this bandwagon right now? Yeah. I know. <laughs> you were listening to the 1975 and putting on makeup. Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh, I'm in a college dorm room right now. I know. So yeah. So I did it and it was a pretty, honestly, a very smooth transition. And ultimately I just, I feel like, I feel like it probably worked out best for all parties involved and in all, and in all. I mean, honesty. it seems like you're happy in the band and like the, 
I mean, you you got to jump in on like some pretty sick tours too, like right away. Yeah, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, like, so uh, Alice Cooper and shit. The Alice, the, the Alice Cooper tour. That was a. I mean, that's the kind of tour that I felt like is cooler to be like I did this tour than totally. it actually was because yeah. it, it was just was hard. Weird. Like it was very weird. Um, I I say like it was an amazing tour. The only part that sucked was like the 40 minutes we had to be on stage. <laughs> you played for that long? Yeah. Cause it oh, was that's like cool. Bands. I mean, some, it was very hit or miss playing. Yeah. It was, it was hit or miss playing just because, you know, we opened the tour. So we're playing in broad daylight still and motionless right. just doesn't translate very yeah, well to right. broad daylight. You know, it's may, maybe a half filled amphitheater because people are still coming in and Nobody really knew outside of like our actual fans that came. Like, no, Alice Cooper fans don't know who the right, fuck we are. Right, and of course. I think I think we just I think we just scared them for the most. Did part. you feel like there was any conversion there? Like, did you win any people over? Yeah, you could normally. Yeah, the first like week was very like, okay, what are we doing? We we changed our set so many times trying to like right. figure out what was gonna work, like land the best. Yeah, we eventually got to the point where it was like, I think I think we I think we played like nine songs, and. Every day, it's like by song four, five, by, by the end of song four, it's like we either had them or we didn't. Right. Yeah. It's we like had we the knew by the end of song four, if, they, if we didn't feel like we had them, we. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Same experience. I felt I would feel like that would be a little bit easier. Of a, it, it was of probably a it was probably more Maybe not easy. As old of the fan base. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely easier than, say, like an Alice Cooper crowd. Yeah. But like we were in Europe with Papa Roach and Hollywood Undead. So it de- we definitely were like the odd yeah. band, you know? But no, yeah. I get that. But uh, I, I will say, <laughs> yeah, it, it was fun, though. Like, we did have our really good days. Um, everybody who worked on the tour was top-notch awesome. Alice is awesome. Yeah. He's such a good dude. Was the show um, cool? Like, I, So I it was It was a lot of – and it was – his show? Yeah. Dude, uh, yeah, his show, was, his show was cool. And everybody in his band, him included, is so fucking good. Like, just – Flawless. Yeah. Every night. Flawless. Um, That's cool. He still sounds great. Even like he's like 76 years old or something. So he took us to top. He took the whole tour uh, to play top golf. One oh, day. That's that was sick. pretty fun. We do top golf. He's a like lot. a hardcore golfer. We, we went through a phase where we did it a lot too. And then I think everybody got burned out on it. I love it. It's, it's a lot. I love it. It's, it's, it's cool, but we did it like, I feel like we did it like three times in a tour once. And oh, like, that's we, it. yeah, we've done that. I we actually I now, like when that. we do our press shit, like if we ever have to get flown out to do radio stuff, we ask them if they can take us to Top Golf after. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a fucking loser. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Of all the things. <laughs> Could you take us to play Top Goal? <laughs> Dude, I am like, but, uh, I think I'm the anti-member of, of Ice Nine. Like, I, I think, I know I constantly, like, piss Spencer off with shit that I say in front of people where I'm like, yeah, I've never seen that movie. Or like, yeah, I don't like blood. Like, stuff like that. I'm just, I know. He's like, Dude, why? Just play the part. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't like, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's always that getting mad. Is funny. I feel like that's something you would just do to him. Like, it's not. It's not even that you don't like it or that you just say that because you know it's going to annoy him. Oh, I, that I'm feels like something you would do all the time, dude. All the time. Like I, I, 
I have this habit of like, I I don't do it as much with Spencer anymore because the sh- like our lighting shit is like so centered around like his movements. But like, yeah. I love intentionally fucking people up on stage. Like it's my, oh my God. it's my favorite thing ever. Like there are times when, um, Dan does it to me all the time now too, but whenever Ricky or Dan is like doing a vocal, I'll just go up behind him and just like, kind of just put my hand on their butt or something and just see if uh-huh. I can get them to laugh while they're singing and shit. There's a lot of videos online where you can catch it happen where you hear someone yeah, laughing. Yeah. And like, you know, it's funny because when I was in Einstein, like, I feel like me and JD would have, like, little things here or there, but for the most part, like, we didn't do any of that stuff, but since I've been in Motionless, like, we fuck with each other, like, the whole set. Dude, it's so fun. Like, me, Ricky, and Ryan, I feel like, are constantly, especially me and Ricky, like, I'll just go over it and just start, like, mimicking whatever he's doing, oh, but that... do it, like, really dramatic right next to him. Yeah. Uh, um, they love they'll they'll go through about Ryan will go through easily like 50 picks a night just fucking hurling them at the back oh, of my head great. anytime I'm doing that's great yeah it's it's like constant but it, it's fun it's fun I like and it's so it seems like something we shouldn't do because you know we're supposed to be like you know goth and scary that stuff and like, goes unnoticed but then to you're people just Sometimes. Well, I love it when it gets noticed, though, because and I yeah. think it helps the bands and shit. Like when people see the band members having fun. Like I was doing yeah, this thing. Um, you know, in Hyde, um, there's like before the breakdown, that whole part. Yeah. It, there's like a pretty big buildup to that breakdown. And yeah. when we were on tour in Europe, I would tell everyone that I was I would <laughs> do a new. I called it my uh, a new move every night at that part. Yeah. And so everyone in the band would always be watching me to see what I would do. And there were some nights where I would just like sit down in <laughs> on the ground and just play it. Or like I would do like some really stupid jumps or something, you know, oh my like God. all that stuff. The, is great. There's like some the, good the videos. Power punk jump. You a lot of that. <laughs> um, there was a lot of me just like I would. Um, I remember there was one where I just laid on my back and just pushed myself across the stage for the whole breakdown and stuff, just really dumb stuff like that. Cause I feel like no one's, everyone's like either moshing or watching yeah. lights flash everywhere and doesn't yeah. actually see. I mean, I do stuff shit. like that all the time. Not so much as a, as a joke, which maybe makes it funnier, but I'll like crawl on the ground. Like I like hang off the stage and shit. Yeah. I do that shit all the time, but I'm trying to be cool. You're just trying to be funny. Well, I can promise you that when I do it, it does not look cool. Like, there's no part of it. It is intentionally not cool at all. Uh, You know what just popped in my head? I was really – you guys you guys played in Orlando not that long ago, didn't you? Didn't you play, um, like, a random show? Yeah, we had – we were supposed to play House of Blues. They wouldn't let us play, so we did a makeup show at – that's Back right. Booth. It's not the, called Back Booth anymore, though. Um, no, it's it's sound bar. Sound, sound bar. Sound yeah, bar. I right. remember because I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go and show up and not tell anybody. Dude, that would have been incredible. But but then it, I ended up not being here. I think I was doing something with Motionless. I'm like, fuck, that I missed sucks. it. I missed I missed it by like two days. That would have like, been amazing. That would have <sighs> been so fun. Um, so listen, yeah. let's let's talk. Um, I wanna. I don't want to keep you too long, but I want to talk about your solo shit too. I'll, I'll talk to you all day. <laughs> that would be great. Talk to me about your solo stuff. Um, I heard it, you sent it to me early. I listened to it. You you did. Did you do all, 
all of it with Steve and JD? Yeah. So I, yeah. So I went. Steve. Steve just mixed and mastered. Like he wasn't really. He wasn't there for putting anything together. Like okay. he's not a he doesn't he's not a writer on it. But uh, so I had. I think I went in with like. I don't know, six songs, and um, me and JD went through them. Uh, we kept, we used three of them, and then one of them we wrote in studio, so we just thought we needed something different that I didn't have. But uh, it was uh, it was an interesting experience, because I've never really, I mean, I've done some stuff on my own, but nothing like that to like that level mm-hmm. like of co- commitment to having it be good. So it was, it was weird trying to like, just figure out what I was doing. Cause I've, you know, been for years dealing, you know, writing for other bands or, right. uh, um, or not necessarily being like a, a major writer on a lot of stuff. So sure. that, that was an interesting process. Um, it was really great to be able to work with JD, with JD on something different, you know, right, yeah. I've, it's, it's been, you know, tech. 10 years of ice nine, which was, which was great doing all that. But this was, you know, it was cool to be able to do something that wasn't for that, that we could just do whatever we wanted right. kind of a situation. And it didn't really matter. Like you heard it. Like, I feel like every there's four, we ended up with four songs and I feel mm-hmm. like each one is drastically different yeah, from I each other. It. So we, it's we really just, cool. we just did things. So we just kind of did whatever the fuck we wanted. Um, I'm really happy with how it turned out. I, I really wish we could have done one more song, but, we just ran out of time. And of course, the, literally the day I fly to Rochester to start doing this, I get sick. Oh, yeah. Classic. So like the vo- the vocals took longer than they should have because mm-hmm. I'm just like. Ugh. Right, right. So, but no, it was cool. And uh, do you have more plans um, with it? Yeah. So, I mean, yes and no. I'll be honest. I'm like, I just want to like write and record the songs and then everything after that i'm like uh, i don't want to i don't want to do it i don't want to deal with it <laughs> i'm the same way i'm the same so way. it's 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 been kind of a kind of a a process and a slow process at that to like figure out a real plan for it um you know i never i never in my head was like wanted to play shows or anything like mm-hmm. i just wanted this to be a studio thing but i have people now that are trying to convince me to do a show here or there that's so funny like that is the um reason that i tell people i don't release any of my music yeah like i don't want people to want me to do something with it because i don't know if i want to do it right exactly so so um so yeah i with the whole like moving, like getting the whole mortgage thing and moving, like it kind of really slowed down everything because I just couldn't focus on it. Right. But uh, I'm hoping I still haven't put out a release, announced a release date for everything at this point, honestly, because like I don't really, I don't care about selling records. Like I don't, you know, nothing's comes no, from that. I, I honest, I just, I am just gonna probably just put every everything out and then I'm gonna, you know, do a couple merch designs and I've been. I think I'm going to do like a run of uh, like literally like hand done CDs. Like I'm just going to go super like CDR DIY and with sticker it. thing on it. I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to spray. No, I'm going to like spray paint them and then like actually draw designs yeah, on everything and cool. like do a whole, do a whole number thing. Like I'm only going to do a hundred of them and then I'll be numbered. Just something like, cause it's obviously like it's hand done, but it's like, could be like a cool collector's I thing. I think that's I guess, a really but, uh, good idea. I like that way yeah, better so gonna, than doing like a full 
like yeah, production so, behind it. So in that sense, like, because I'm like, do I really want to put out like another single? Like I've been toying with that, but it's like, there's only four songs. Right. Do I really want to have half of them up? But if I'm not really worried about selling records and I'm just doing this, you know, this cool, like small batch or something that's unique, then I don't really care if they like people aren't going to buy that because they're not going to be like, oh, I heard two songs already. I don't want this now. Right, they're going right. to want it because it's a cool collector's thing. So totally. I'm probably going probably gonna to put a new single out soon maybe within the next week maybe i'll just Sweet. randomly have it be out one day but uh yeah just not announce it yeah didn't you I'm really have curious. something else a, a while ago too like five years ago or something did you release yeah some shit? yeah i did i vaguely remember that yeah i did a couple i like 10 years ago i had like this acoustic thing i did and then probably like five or so years ago i had a couple i had like a three song thing that i did mm-hmm. um but like dude that shit is so like i need to i need to now that you've said that i need to go wherever it is on the internet and take, take it down, it down. <laughs> <laughs> but i yeah that shit i did that stuff but like i never that was did just anything something. with that that was just something i did but uh yeah. what i'm really curious about is what the reaction is going to be to the next song i put out because you know, that reaction to the first song has been great. Like, yeah. everybody seems to enjoy it, but the next one I'm going to put out is the one that is, like, the most, like, opposite end of the spectrum from that one. It's the really, like, poppy one, if you were, like, the That's almost, like, ta- Taylor Swift-y it's one. my favorite one. <laughs> it's got that, like, Daughtry, like, yep. bass thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be the next one I put out, and I'm really interested to see, like, what people are going to say because it's so different than the other one. I love that one. <laughs> That's like by I, far that, my favorite I, one. It's my favorite one as well. Uh, it just felt weird. Like it was maybe like too drastically different from what people would expect for me mm-hmm. to do that as the first song. So that's why I didn't, but also maybe it wasn't the best idea to have the first song be the one that is the closest to like what I'm known for with like Ice Nine or Motionless. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just fucked this whole thing up. This whole this whole project is fucked. (laughs) (laughs) All right, dude. Well, look. Um, I well, I'm looking forward to hearing more of that. I I mean, do you want to release more of it after? Like, after you do this, are you going to do more music? Yeah, I'm going to try. So this is like you're going to pursue that project, whatever pursue means. Like, yeah, that could just mean making new shit. But yeah, I've started working on. A couple things. I mean, most of my time has been taken up by stuff for the next Motionless record. But sure. uh, I, I actually started working on a new song for the, the solo thing like yesterday. Sweet. So I'm going to try to keep doing it. It's just a matter of finding the time to, you know, go track everything and all that. But nice. It, it's 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 nice to have like, you know, that that outlet, that creative outlet that's just for you. So, yeah, I will say like Ice Nine has always put... Uh, had a lot of people in the bands that like are capable of doing a lot of shit on their own, which I think yeah. is super cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So, what's next for um, Motionless? When's the new album? What's what's that cycle like? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say because because of the you know the right. COVID thing. Like everything is. Is it done? The album? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I know a lot of people no. are just sitting on shit right now. So yeah, we uh, it's not. We're just at, we're in like the compiling as many demos as we can phase. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's going to go on for a little bit longer, and then 
we'll all get together and pick the songs we want to pursue. Um, there's no, like, I don't, as far as I know, there's no, like, start, like, hard start date to go into the studio. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, it seems like we have we have nothing but time, unfortunately. So I, I don't know when it when it's going to when it's going to happen. But uh, I know that there's already a lot of songs Mm-hmm. in that in that folder which is which is good yeah. um so we're, we're just going to keep cranking away at, at writing for probably another month or so and then you know have the conversation about what's gonna what what may or may not get used and uh we'll go from there but uh i mean obviously i would like to do it i would like to get into the studio and do it sooner rather than later obviously while we have the time because i would hate to have to you know, stopped once we can tour again to have to stop to go right. into the studio. You know, right, I'd rather yeah. have it. I'd rather have it done. But uh, it's going to we'll be see. really interesting to see what happens when uh, things start to return to normal and everyone's album comes out at the same time and everyone's playing the same venues. I know the same like, I, five I, venues that are going to remain in the country. Dude, I don't. It just makes my head hurt thinking about it. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I know. And I've been watching, like, even yesterday, one of my favorite venues in L.A. shut down. Yeah. Like, so many places are just vanishing, and who knows? It's going to be really interesting to see. I'm just wondering, who's going to be, like, you know, the test band? The band that's going to be, like, I'm going to go, like, the ones that are going to go out first. Like, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with that, and... Did you read that whole fucking shit? It was like some leaked article from Live Nation talking about their new like yes. they want to cut. Dude, that was No, dude, that wasn't insane. even leaked. They sent that to all the agents and managers cuz like I got yeah, that, that email yeah. because I would you, used to be an agent. That that shit was there's no way they can't get away with that. Dude, it's going to happen. It's nah. going to happen. It's going to take like major major artists to like make a stink about it for it not to happen right. i guess but we'll yeah. see that what well, let's go through that. that what was it was like 20 percent was going to be cut off the top is that right it, yeah it was, everybody was going to be paid just standard across the board 20 percent less um the cancellation fees were the scariest part you had to if you canceled you had to refund them double your guarantee yeah so if you were going to get it, paid a thousand dollars to play you, you have to pay them thousand if you don't yeah, and if they cancel on you, you they only give you like half of what you were owed. Yeah. Um there was a bunch of other shit in there that was just like I mean, um, I'm sure I'm trying to see like obviously that we're on the the shitty side of that and I'm sure yeah. there's like a ton of shit that they're dealing with too. Like I feel like Live Nation's probably in danger of just like falling apart completely if they don't do something like that. So, I mean, I yeah. think it's it's one of those things where it's both sides of the industry are going to have to lift each other up and and figure out the best thing. I mean, I know like even a lot of like I I still talk to all my friends who are agents that I used to work with and stuff like they're saying that like guarantees are almost going to be gone and it's just going to be door deals all the time. I've had a couple people suggest that to me and it's there could be yeah. positives in that, but like it's going to really hurt the bands that are up and coming. Yeah, I feel like this whole thing is like going to make it really hard for a lot of bands at a certain level to to survive. Like unless you're already like well enough established, like it's going to be really hard because yeah, it, it already is. it already is fucking hard. It already is like it's you know. It's so hard, yeah. It's so hard. So, so much competition, so much like just 
like content being pushed at everyone all the time. It's like nearly well, impossible. Well, well, maybe this will uh, eliminate some of the competition. But that's true. But you know, the only it, other thing is like independent <laughs> promoters and independent like production companies are like going to become so fucking important. Like, yeah, so important to like get new ones and and the ones that make it through this like to keep going because, like, I mean, even like companies like Ticketmaster are are trying to rewrite the industry too. So it's got to be like the independent promoters that can kind of pave the way for this new style of you know touring for younger bands or who knows. I, I just I have no idea how it's gonna work, but I think like it has to be these independent companies that like makes this shit happen. Yeah, I just I think about like for bigger bands, like I don't know because I don't I don't know how it's gonna work because they're gonna bigger bands are gonna be less inclined, I feel like to to be like to accept a door deal thing. But at the same time it's like what do you do? You know? Yeah. I mean at some when you're point it's like band, you you're gonna sell out band. anyway. Who knows? Right. <laughs> but it's like you know bigger bands you have a, a lot of overhead that's true that you have to account for and if you oh, don't even have, think about like how like, these guarantee the reductions will affect like production production your crew like your travel like can, can you still do a bus can you afford the amount of crew you normally have can you right. afford the quality and of even crew? like flight costs are gonna go up and stuff like it's gonna so be it's like at a, at a certain point at a certain level I feel like it's bands won't be able to accept some things because they literally won't be able to afford afford to have the things they need. You know. Yeah, I know. But I guess that goes for any level of band, just at a different. Yeah, it's way, just gonna. But... Someone's gonna figure it out and reinvent it, and they're gonna pave the Can way you for figure how it bands. Out? I've already figured it out. One? I'm just like I'm holding it away from people so that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just to be a dick. Um, you need to. <laughs> 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 you're, you're gonna get the, the trophy the scene daddy trophy for being the biggest dick yeah <laughs> i love scene daddy i hope i can make them a sponsor <laughs> do you think they could give me best podcast <laughs> with ricky's best podcast picture? yeah uh i don't know if i sh- i don't know if you deserve that well look we'll i'm see. gonna campaign for best podcast and then i'll make sure that you get sent the trophy for it there you go. We'll do a swap. Mm-hmm. All right. Look, uh, last thing that we always do on the podcast. Um, this can be about anyone. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm sure you have something that's gonna be especially funny for me. But um, we always end with a tour story. And mm-hmm. It can be about whoever, anyone, and like just uncensored, kind of like going. Give me oh, some God. good juicy details of shit. You know. <sighs> And I will say, and I've said this in the past few, but for some reason, all of our tour stories have to do with pee. Like, everyone has tour stories that... Pee. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> it doesn't have to be about pee, but, like, if that sparks anything for you, apparently everyone's got stories about pee. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, obviously, there are a million stories, but anytime somebody asks me something like this, I, like, blank. Well, let's go back, because we mentioned one. We can tell the well, there's story that, this about Chuck a, pooping on yeah. the van. There's that. I mean, I feel like I've seen him just walk into a room completely nude at least a dozen times. Dude, I just found a video. Uh, I just found this like last week of when Venetia Fair played with Ice Nine in Connecticut, I want to say. I'm guessing. But Chuck had taken duct tape 
and put it over his dick and balls and ass crack. That's right. That's and came on stage and started hugging Spencer from behind while he was That's singing. Right. And Spencer didn't know it was him. So Spencer reached back, and I have the perfect angle of this. He reached back yeah. to like grab whoever was holding him because I think they thought it was he might have thought it was like a security guard preventing him from like falling over. Yeah. And he reached yeah. back and just put his hand right over Chuck's bare ass and was just like gripping his ass. <laughs> and I have the perfect angle of it from like right – like eye level was his butt for yeah. me because I was side stage. Uh, I wish – because now I'm thinking of – I wish I had – there is a video that exists. Do you remember you remember Jeremy who used to be Yeah, yeah. Jeremy right? just performed with us, dude. Oh, did he? Yeah. In, in LA, <laughs> he did uh, a song, that Rocking the Boat. He uh... – there is a video that exists that gets pulled up and sent around like once every year at this point. It was it was one of the rage fests in Rochester. It was like a bigger rage fest, not one of the like goofy ones mm-hmm. in like the art gallery that yeah, we yeah. used yeah, to yeah. do. And remember tomorrow was playing and Jeremy was hammered and he runs on stage in just bo- like let's rage booty shorts. Does, he does a cartwheel onto the stage. Like, the camera's set up, just already there to film it, and you just see him come out of the corner doing a cartwheel, and then he swan dives into the crowd. And this is a tall stage. Was this at Water know. Street? Yeah, on okay. the big side. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big gap. He swan dives, and you see it almost like it's in slow motion. The entire crowd parts, oh. and there's just this one teeny little Asian girl standing there, like, too afraid to move, and he just... He literally hit the ground like head first after like a 15 foot dive. Oh, I'm gonna have to man. find the video and send it to you. Please do. It's amazing. So there's that. There is the the shitting on the other band's van, <laughs> thinking it was ours. <laughs> that is so good. I wish we that I were so had seen convinced that. it was your van. Because, well, no, because I think what happened was I think we borrowed their van, and you might have like seen us drive up in oh. it. Oh. Oh, it was, that makes it, sense. I think that's what it was. And then you guys came over and told me. I was like, that's not our van. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard anything about that. I, know, like, I was going to ask, like, no one ever said anything about it? No. Do you know how he did it? No. Well, I'm assuming he just climbed up on top of no. it. No, no, it's, it's, what, I it don't know. Zip, zip line? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is weirder or not. But, like, he went into the back office, I think, with Dave. Oh, um, Dave was in on this? No. He wasn't oh, okay. in on it. I, okay. <laughs> he went into the back office where it was, like, private and there wasn't a bathroom. Uh, there was, like – I think there was a little bathroom back there. I don't remember. But he had yeah. – You know those um, simply orange juice containers and they have the big mouth at the top? It's not, like, a little hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He opened that and shit into that. And then just walked through the venue with a bottle of shit, and it clearly was shit. Like, yeah, you know. And he was just walking through the venue with it, and then just went outside and just kind of just laid it across, like the hood of the van. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be on. That makes it. I really. I've gone all these years thinking he climbed up on top of it and just in like the middle of a parking lot, shit on it. And now I mean, I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed. Okay, now that well, let me redeem him then. Okay. Okay, let me redeem that story because did he jerk off on the handles or something? No, 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 <laughs> no. This is uh, the tour immediately following that. Sh- the first full U.S. tour I ever did, we did with phone calls yeah. from home, 
And for oh God, right. So phone calls from home was like the only other band I think at the time signed to the label that we were both signed to. Yeah. And they were like a Christian pop rock band, and they were like great guys. Yeah. But like we just. Venetia Fair at the time, like our whole album was like about how we didn't believe in religion and thought it was stupid. Like that was the whole album. Yeah. So we did not belong on tour with this band. It shows how well our label had thought this through. <laughs> um, so on the on one of the last days of the tour, we were outside after the show. Phone calls had just played. They were like packing up their gear inside. Mm-hmm. And so Chuck in true Chuck fashion was fully nude and got climbed on top of their van and just stood there with like, I think his hands were either up in the air or on his waist and just peed down, (laughs) down their windshield (laughs) while they were coming out of the door to load their gear into the van, (laughs) into their shit. And then I think they like, while he was still naked, it was hilarious. I think, they dragged him across like the this baseball field that was there, and he was just like, covered in dirt, and fully nude. You, you guys, I could easily see you guys just like breaking that band's spirit, just like they seem oh, like they'd dude. be a little sensitive, and you guys totally assholes. Yeah, like we we totally broke their spirits. Totally nice. You're the reason that they're out of the game. I hung they out with Dave last year. Huge. I hung out with him last year. It was surreal because i hadn't spoken to him like in 10 years and did you make him cry dude here's a good here's a a great dave story i have two good dave stories uh we me and spencer one time told him that there was this great like rock band that we thought he would love and they were like it it was weird because they were a christian band but they weren't like overly christian and we were like convincing him like i think you would really be into it like come watch it with us it was actually at bamboozle you were there Okay. And we took him, and it was just um, Acacia Strain. <laughs> and, and he was furious. <laughs> he was so mad. <laughs> he was so That's mad. Great. And I remember the uh, that same day, I remember <laughs> commenting on Remember Tomorrow merch and being like, oh, that one's like, that one's like super fuck God. And Dave got like real mad <laughs> and like stormed off. <laughs> but the other one was that. On that tour, he was playing, like, acoustic for a bunch Mm -hmm. of, like, you know, phone calls from home fans. They were probably wearing, like, neon shirts or something. And they were sitting at the end of – he was sitting at the end of his trailer with the doors open playing. And they had a side door on their trailer. So I snuck in the side door behind him with Mm -hmm. a roll of tape, and I was just taping, like – upside down crosses and shit all over you're, the trailer. You're such a fucker. I know, dude. I was such an asshole back then. But Dave, like, pulled me aside, like, later on that tour. And we were we're still friends. But he was like, Joe, I really like you. Like, you're a good, like, I think you're a good friend. I think you're loyal. But I want you to know, like, I truly believe that everyone is good. And I've always believed that. And you're questioning my belief in it now. And I don't. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, dude!" And he's like, "Take that with a grain of salt, because like I think you're a, a like a, an actual like good person, but like you do things that make me question it, you know?" Oh shit! Uh oh! 
Oh, whoa. I think that was me. Whoa. We're back. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I fucked with like phone a, calls from home. Such a, but I'm still like the way that you just reenacted what he said to you like hurt me. because I know, he was, right? Yeah. <laughs> but he came like, up to me late. He came up to me later and was like, no, I mean like you're not a bad person. It's just you make – you do things that are – like I know you do them for humor, and they they are funny, but like it's, it's like you go, get it. I hate. I think he just hated being the butt of the joke. All yeah, the time, it's just you know? the, the way that that was phrased. It's like would make me feel like really bad about oh, myself. No. I, I laughed at. I, I laughed with him. But he, like he was laughing when he told me, so it was uh, like it wasn't as dramatic. Okay. No, no, you, you did yeah. it way over dramatic. That. <laughs> Oh man, he used to get so mad at me for that kind of shit, dude. But anyway, I I kind of like I feel like I don't remember the last time I like did like stuff like that because I feel like anytime I would, I'd get yelled at. Really? Like I remember we did a I don't remember who it was, what band it was. Uh, it might have been Famous Last Words. Okay. They it, we just got on this thing where they kept we would like steal each other's GPSs, and I think it. <laughs> And I think at one point I like broke into because they were traveling in like a bus, like a short bus, like a uh-huh. you know, like a school bus, like a shuttle bus. And I like I like broke into their bus when they were playing, and I took I took their GPS, their CD player. I took like a place. I took like anything that wasn't nailed down out of there while they were playing. And then one of the guys in the band like literally can like tried to fight me after Whoa, their set. Really? He was he was so mad. He's like, you fucked up. Like you crossed the line. I'm like Wow. Like you could just put it right back. Like I didn't like sh- I didn't shit on your GPS. Like I yeah. didn't you know, but I was gonna so, say like we I, we were always lucky to tour with bands I think that got us because we did this yeah. one tour with this band Assemble the Skyline. Um and I stole their van one day. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, have you ever heard – there was one one time somebody in another band literally like he was hammered and he got into our van and f- fell asleep in our van. What? And he was like asleep on a bent one of the bench seats for like hours, hammered. And I think it was either J.D. or Connor was like in the front seat and he thought – they thought it was one of – the other guys in the band that and were took sleeping. Off. Took we didn't we didn't leave, but eventually oh. we, we realized that this guy's not even in our van. We don't know who he is. And then he re- <laughs> and then we're like trying to get him. He refused to get out of the van. He's like, This is my van. I don't know. Oh, he no. thought it was it took like an hour to find his band, and they had to come and spend like a half an hour convincing him that it wasn't their van and oh that he had to God. get out of the van. <laughs> I wish, I wish to God I could, I wish I could remember. Was this on like Warp Tour or something? No. This was like, like... this was just a show. It might've been like some weird, like one of those like day long, like 12 Uh, band things. Those are so fun. It was, I I literally cannot tell you who it was. It was a long, long time ago. It was probably like 2011 or 12. That's so good. Oh man. That's a good one. (laughs) That that was really really funny, and he's dead now. We just he died. We left. Yeah, him there. we don't know who he is, but he's dead. Yeah. Um, we did a thing once. We toured with this band, Kiss Kiss, where we ran into them at a um, at a rest area, mm-hmm. and I, I eventually um, Mike ended up joining our band. You know, Mike. He was he he was in that yeah. band, Kiss Kiss, and then he okay. joined our band. Um, 
we ran into them and they had an actual full-size school bus mm-hmm. and so they had to leave the door open all the time right right yeah so i just got on their bus and just said to my band just just leave like i'll meet you at the show so i snuck on when they weren't in the bus they were all like inside and I yeah. hit, and it's a huge bus right like they had stripped all yeah. the seats out and like arranged everything so i hid in the back with all their gear and then my god i'm hiding in the back of the bus and they all come back on the thing starts moving and i'm still hiding it's like five minutes in and all of a sudden they're all like they had ju- we had just left my parents house they were staying there yeah. okay. and i just hear them and she's like yeah, and we had just met too. It's like oh no, right I... away. And I just hear them being like, "Yeah, everyone in Venetia is like pretty cool. That guy's Joe. That guy Joe's girlfriend. She sucks though, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm like, I'm in the back. and then I just like popped my head up. I was like, "Hey guys!" <laughs> and then well, we... at least you were nice and didn't let them continue saying. Oh no, things. I mean we. I think me and my girlfriend broke up like a week after that. Or something. Was that why? Did they, it was, did they it only because of that. that it was because yeah. some dudes that I didn't know said that they didn't like her. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. Yeah. No, there was that. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't – I would have expected you to commit to it and like literally sit back there the whole time. That was the plan. And I was yeah. just going to like get, get up like when we got to the venue four hours later. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been great if you like two hours in you just casually like walk up to the front you're like hey i gotta piss could you guys pull over yeah, <laughs> like yeah. something like that uh i have to do that now with some band we tour with well, you could sneak onto somebody's bus bands probably. are always a little more sensitive about that stuff now though because yeah as you get bigger it's harder to find bands that are uh that are still that are still having that much fun <laughs> yeah i would agree i feel like everybody everybody's kind of just like set in their ways of just like Playing, going to their bus, and then that's it. Like they don't, they're like over that yeah. whole. Yeah, that but whole we'll find thing. one. Um, we have we have bands like that. So even just in the year of touring that I've done with Ice Nine, there's been a few, which have been fun. Yeah, I really hope we can do something together in the future, so I can do some of that shit uh, with you guys. I'm sh- I'm sure. I mean, at some point, something will happen. We'll end up playing a show or do something. It would make together. so much sense. So it should just happen. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. All right, dude. Well, I don't want to keep you too much longer. Thank you for coming on. Much appreciated. Yeah, we'll start our, our public uh, beef uh, soon. See okay. what happens. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll be looking out for for something. I'll let you start it. I'll keep. Maybe my I'll like I'll, I'll really try to start it where it gets to you, not from me. That's great. All right. So, is there anything you want to shout out before we wrap up? Any uh, links you want to send people to? Anything like that? No. Okay. I, I just wanted to talk to you. Yeah, I like that. Well, I let's mean, do this again, any, well, dude. wait, well, well, well. Eh, well eh, here, how know, about I, this? How about this? We, I won't release this until after you decide what you're doing with your next single. Okay. Okay. So let's just say there's new music out. <laughs> let's pretend. <laughs> okay. Where would one go find that? If one would like to hear a new single from my solo project entitled Cipher Sight. You could go to Spotify and type in the search bar "cipher site." Great, and then you will find it. Um, potentially a YouTube video Ooh. where you would insert the same two words into the search bar, and then you would maybe find it there. Maybe they could like learn a, some of the words to the songs in that one. <laughs> Just in that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this one's in Portuguese, so that oh, could, that's great. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying something different. I, I love that you're really implementing like your knowledge of Rosetta Stone and all that stuff into your music and making it well, more of yo, an educational it's, experience. It's like fifty percent like off right now for Rosetta Stone. Right, and this so. is free on YouTube, so you can learn Polish on YouTube right now. <laughs> Without even having to pay Rosetta Stone. Wow, that's. You know, this is why. This is why you you're smart and you have a podcast because <laughs> you know these. You things. stick with me, you're gonna go far. <laughs> all right. I feel like I have a Polish flag in my room right now. By the way, now that you <laughs> do I? Is this Poland? Hang on. I'm not gonna know. Oh, that's just my face still. I think uh, that's. I think it's Polish. I'm looking now. I think you're right, especially the part that says "motionless and white" on it. I think. I think that is. A yeah, Polish we uh, we're we're the uh, we're like the uh, you know how like we have like state birds and state flowers. Like we're yeah. that for you're Poland. the you're the state bird for the country of Poland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. That Congrats, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. You know, I got a tro- I got a trophy for that too. That oh, dude, do you think I can have it? No, absolutely oh, not. I'll just you make my it? own. <laughs> Saying well, that this one's, this one's made out of tinfoil, so you could probably do it. Oh, cool! I'm gonna just start yeah. one that says I'm the state bird of. Poland. I literally that just reminds me. This is I could sort of just gonna keep rambling. I made I went through a, a phase of we played a lot of uh, bags. You know the the top bag toss game, whatever you call it, with the holes uh, in the boards. Cornhole. Yeah, a lot of cornhole, and I made a championship belt out of a paper plate and tinfoil belt straps That's and great. carried carried it around the venue for multiple days so <laughs> thought, thought you just like that little tip you know i do stuff like i had a stick <laughs> like just this stick that i had wrapped in snakeskin tolex <laughs> okay. and it was called my snake stick and it became like a part of like venetia fair culture the snake stick where like to the point where this girl wrote a comic book about us, and it was about the snake stick. Oh, my God. Do you still always, have it? Uh, not with me here, but it's it exists somewhere. I don't know where. Wow, man. Joins Ice Nine Kills and forgets his snake stick. No, dude. You're too, no. you're too good You're too good for the snake stick. I, have, I, I, I now have little birds, crows, that um, – because I'm the crow right now. And so, sure. Right. So I have all these birds – and they're named uh, – I have two, and they're named Cheryl and Russell. <laughs> I like that. I like those names. Yeah. Dude, you, Russell Crow. There you go. Cheryl and Crow. Cheryl Crow. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yep. It's great. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's so my great. snake stick has been replaced <laughs> yeah, well. by fake birds. So you have your own – you have your own state birds. They're, you're like, you're the, well, the those state, aren't state birds. The state birds of Joe. <laughs> yeah, but not of Poland. Well, no, no, you can't have Poland. I have Poland, but well, we'll see. You... <laughs> Maybe someday you can have Poland. This is gonna turn into uh, Josh. You got to get on a meme about this, please. Like, <laughs> you got it, dude. Yeah, this will a, be good. A, a Polish meme. Uh, like <laughs> Snake sticks. <laughs> State and birds of Poland. I don't even know where to go with this. Motionless one, and white is the official state bird of Poland. <laughs> oh man, I, I love it. I That's fucking great. love it. That's All like right, the tagline for the podcast. Right yeah, there. please make that uh, a song title on your next album. That's um, what the album's gonna be called. That's perfect. It'll just be the picture of the Polish flag. Yeah. 
That's <laughs> great. Uh, okay, dude. Well, I'll okay. let you go. Um, right. Thank you again for coming on. Let's keep in touch. Um, yeah. And chat more for sure. All right. I'm I'm down. I had a great time talking to you, buddy. For sure. Let's do it again sometime. I'm always down. Okay, you, you man. Call, you call me any time of night. I'm, I'm Sounds ready. good. All right, dude. All I'll right. talk to you later. All right. See ya. All right. See ya. radio stations in America. Profiles, The Wrath of the Buzzard, P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.